I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewis.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishnewis.substack.com and on my blog, kolhasreedim.blogspot.com, on November 18th, 2022, entitled Chaye Sara, The Pshat of Place Your Hand Under My Thigh. And I should note that this began as a Devar Torah, but devolved into a teaser for a yet-to-be-written editorial article and or shir. When Avraham Avinu charges Eliezer to find a wife for Yitzchak, he begins by saying, quote, Place now your hand under my thigh, and I will have you swear by Hashem, God of heaven and God of earth, that you not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. Canaanites? Canaanites. End quote. From Brachis 24.2. Similarly, when Yaakov is about to die, he tells Yosef, quote, Please, if I found favor in your eyes, please place your hand under my thigh and do kindness and truth with me, but please do not bury me in Egypt. End quote. From Brachis 47.29. The question is, what is the significance of this gesture? Rashi? on Breshi's 24.2, citing Chazal's drasha in Midrash Rabbah, etc., maintains that place your hand under my thigh means grab hold of the place of my bris milah. He explains, quote, one who swears an oath needs to take a mitzvah object in hand, such as a Torah scroll or tefillin. And milah was the first mitzvah for Abraham and came to him through pain and was beloved to him. End quote. According to Rashi, the conduct of Avraham and Yaakov serves as a precedent for the halakhic requirement to hold a mitzvah object when making certain types of oaths. See Talmud Bavli, Shavuos 38b, and Rashi's commentary there. Rashi does not qualify his comments, nor does he cite any alternative views. The majority of other Rishonim either oppose or qualify Rashi's interpretation. The leader of the opposition is Ibn Ezra, who objects to the notion that Avraham swore by Mila and then offers his own take. Quote from Ibn Ezra's commentary on Breshis 24.2, the sages said that the phrase, place your hand under my thigh, refers to Mila. But if this were so, he would have sworn by his Mila and not by Hashem. The more likely explanation to me is that it was customary in those days for a person to place his hand under the thigh of the person who had mastery over him. Meaning, if you were under my dominion, place your hand under my thigh. And the master would sit on the hand as if the servant were saying, behold, my hand is under your dominion to do your will. This custom is still followed in India today. End quote from Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra's view is cited and endorsed by a number of other Rishonim, including Rashbam, Bukhor Shor, Radak, Chizkuni, Rabbeinu Bahia, Tur in his long commentary, Rabag, and Ibn Kaspi. Other major commentators highlight the difficulties with Rashi. Abravanel, in his question number four, rejects Rashi's approach as, quote, extremely improbable, for a person cannot take an oath on any mitzvah object, like Ma'akeh, Sukkah, or Lulav, and especially not on Mila, which would be disgraceful, end quote. The Rush, in his commentary on Shavuos 6.1, towards the end, finds the plain reading of Chazal's drasha to be so halakhically problematic that he relegates it to a mere asmachta, textual illusion, rather than a legitimate halakhic source, unlike Rashi, who takes the drasha at its halakhic face value. In sum, Rashi is the minority opinion among the mainstream commentators who comment on this pasuk. Even those who cite both opinions characterize Rashi's as, quote, the midrashic approach, and Ibn Ezra's as, quote, pshat. I do not find this to be problematic. However, there are those who find this conclusion to be deeply troublesome. A number of prominent rabbis, among them the Roshi Yeshiva of Beth Midrash Kavoha of Lakewood, New Jersey, have recently signed a ban on a popular edition of Chumash entitled Pshuto Shal Mikra, as reported by the site LNN on November 15, 2022. 
The ban alleges, among other things, that this Chumash constitutes, quote unquote, a stumbling block for the masses because it presents other traditional commentaries as pshat instead of regarding Rashi as the definitive pshat. My thoughts on this ban cannot be shared in the space of a one-page article. Moreover, as of this morning, I have only read 24 pages of the 76-page Kuntris Vayavinu Bamikra, which explicates the many reasons for the ban. And if you'd like a copy, then just contact me. Suffice it to say, as someone who favors the non-Rashi pshat commentators among the Rishonim, I am as disturbed by this ban as its promulgators are disturbed by the Chumash Pshuto Shamikra. I can't help but wonder what all the Rishonim cited above would say about this treatment of their Torah. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.